Somebody shout hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, God, you are able. You are able, God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's able. He's able. You know why he's able? Because you made it to church this morning. Come on, somebody. You could have been in the hospital, but you are able to praise God this morning because the Bible says when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's about to shift. There's a shift happening in this place. Come on, clap your hands, somebody. Oh! Hallelujah. Creator of the universe. What can you do? What can you do, Jesus? Name above every other name. What can you change? What can you change, Jesus? You are able. Great and mighty God, you are able, Jesus. There is nothing, nothing you cannot do, nothing you cannot change, nothing you cannot turn around. You are able, great and mighty God. I put
show up for your family, show up for your body, show up for your marriage. Somebody online who's getting ready to go through something, but you're going to go through that fire. Are you ready to worship for somebody this morning? Lift up your hands one more time. Creator, creator, creator of the universe, what can you do? What can you do, Jesus? Name above every other name. What can you change? What can you change, Jesus? Join me, you are able. Great and mighty God, you are able, Jesus. There is nothing, nothing you cannot do. Beat 
Jesus going down. Demonic assignments have been destroyed. Somebody open your mouth and shout. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Can you feel it this morning? Can you feel it? I declare over somebody's life before midday, you will have a testimony. Before midday, you're going to have a testimony. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. I saw Satan. Hallelujah. Let me just start it. This is my testimony from death to life. Because grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'm testified by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Whoa, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. I believe in signs and wonders I have resurrection power Still the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven My name is registered in heaven Come on somebody say This is my testimony From day after life Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my One more time This is my testimony From death to life Cause grace rewrote my story By Jesus Christ the righteous This is my testimony. Yeah. My day. 
together sons and daughters But we've blurred and washed in water Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father Our God will finish what He started Our God will finish what He started This is my testimony Cause grace wrote my story By Jesus Christ the righteous Grace rewrote my story I'm By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony This is my testimony My testimony Whoa, whoa. If I'm not dead You're not done Greater things are still to come I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Somebody prophesy. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things. One more time. Yeah. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Still to come, I believe if I'm not dead, you're not dead. Hey, yeah. Greater things are still to come. Hey, this is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. My Jesus Christ, the writer. This is my testimony. This is my way. This is my testimony. Cause grace rewrote my story. By Jesus Christ, my right. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of our testimony, Revelation 12 11, open your mouth and say, God, I want you to open your mouth and thank God for something. Just thank God for something. I want you to open your mouth and say, God, if it's life, say, God, I thank you for life. God, I thank you for protecting me. I thank you for protecting my family. Come on, everybody, open your mouth and thank God. You can at least thank God for one thing this morning.
waiting for change to come Knowing the battles won For you I've never failed me yet Oh, your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness Stealing your hands This is my confidence You've never failed me yet oh, oh, oh. I know the night won't last your world will come to pass My heart will sing your praise again yeah. Jesus, you're stealing now Keep me within your love My heart will sing your praise again Promise to stand. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm stealing your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. You never failed me. Somebody say. Wonders are still what you do. By 
bodies are still being raised Giants are still being slain God we believe Yes we can see Wonders are still what you do
for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. You are here, moving in this place. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Somebody say, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the dark. My God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are here, telling lives around.
your presence, Lord. Oh, we want to experience your presence, Father. ever come close. We want to experience your goodness. Your unfailing love. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. If I'd become free and my shame is over. in church if you have tasted and seen the goodness of God bless his name this morning give him your worship stir it up from the depths of your being if you have tasted and seen if you have experienced Ending goodness, if you have experienced His love, if you have experienced His touch, if you have experienced, if you have tasted and seen the goodness of God, can you just give Him some worship this morning? If you have tasted and seen the goodness of God, you open up your mouth for 10 seconds and give him some worship if you have tasted and seen if he has touched you if he has healed you if he has turned your situation around could you open up your mouth and give him worship if he made a way where there was no way could you give him some worship He has given me a job. He has provided for me. He has never left me when all the people have left me. I was a mess, but he has washed me off with the blood of Christ. If you have tasted and seen this morning, could you give Jesus a shout of praise? With every hand lifted. Father, we pray this morning that your presence will dwell here. Your presence will saturate this place, every single corner of this building. That every single life that is here, every single person that is in this place will be touched by you in an unusual way. That we will leave here different. The things that we've been praying for. The healing we have been praying for. God, I pray for breakthrough to take place right now in this moment during this service. I pray that healing will take place. Cancer, pain. 
incurable diseases. Father, I pray that breakthrough will happen through the worship, through the man of God. I pray that your word will be so clear to us. And we pray that your spirit will just break out and let your will be done in this place. Could you just give Jesus a five-second shout of praise this morning? For God, you've been too good. You've been too good. I've tasted, I've seen. I've tasted, I've seen the goodness of God. I've tasted and seen of the goodness of God. We welcome you this morning to Liberty Bible Fellowship Church. We believe this is the best place you could be on a Sunday morning. And that's in the presence of God. That's in the presence of God. You could be seated. Come on, are you expecting something different this morning? Are you expecting God to speak to you? To speak to your situation? To speak to that thing that you've been praying about? I know a lot of us are coming off of our fast. And of course, the priority is that when we fast, we want to draw closer to him. We want to hear his voice and when we want to get to know who he is more. But also we fast for things. God, we want A, B, and C to change. We want you to talk to us. And as we're closing on the fast, I believe that God has spoken to you. And if not, he will speak to you. And we're praying for that to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, this is Liberty Church where our doors are open every Sunday at 10 a.m. And we just are very happy and appreciative that everyone is here with us this morning. I would like to just ask the first-time visitors, if you're here for the first time, second time, could you please stand? We want to give you a warm Liberty welcome. Come on. Liberty, put your hands together for the first time, guests. We appreciate that you're taking your time out this morning to be with us on a rainy Sunday morning. But this is the best place to be. Come on, Liberty, one more time. Could you put your hands together for our guest? A few announcements. This Wednesday night, Someone say this Wednesday night. We have our Wednesday night breakthrough service. This is the first one of the year. Ending, ending off our fast and also ending off the month. It starts this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Someone say 7 p.m. This Wednesday. I will be here. Try your best to come out this Wednesday. We'll all be here. Imran and the worship team will be here. And we're expecting a mighty move of God. We're expecting a breakthrough to take place. In the mighty name of Jesus. So this Wednesday, January 31st, at 7 p.m., you don't want to miss it. And also invite somebody if you can. Next announcement will be for connect groups. If you have not registered for a connect group, you could do so after church in the lobby. What are connect groups? Connect groups are 
a group that meets once a week for about 45 minutes to an hour. You're in a group of between 8 to 12 people or so. And you guys discuss what has happened on Sunday. You discuss the message, your interpretation, how did God speak to you. And you get to listen to all the other folks that's in your group. And from our, what we've been hearing, our feedback is that it's been very encouraging. We all sit here and we all listen to the word of God. And it does, we do take it in differently based on our interpretation. And it's really good to listen to other people. And it's good to always be in that fellowship, that relationship with one another. So connect groups are starting soon. Please, if you have not registered for a connect group, uh, today after church, you can meet in the lobby to be a part of that. Now, whoever has asked for donation letters, next Sunday we will be giving those out for those who have requested it. If you have not requested it, uh, the flyer is here, and you can let Sister Rachel know, Pastor Rachel know at the back. Uh, If you need a donation letter, your tithes and offering that you have given for 2023, and you want a letter for tax purposes, please let us know and we'll get you that letter. We have a very special guest in our midst. We were just in Jamaica a couple weeks ago, and this couple I'm about to introduce, they are from Jamaica, but they are one of the highly sought-after counselors from Jamaica. For when we were there, we were just hearing a lot of good things about them. They have really impacted their country in counseling. Counseling is very, very important. If anything, it's a word spoken to you that would help you through what you're going through. And they're certified counselors. Jamaica, now they have relocated here in New York. And they are here to impact New York and also the United States. So I would like to ask Pastor Donovan and his wife to please come up to greet us and to share what's on your heart. Could you please put your hands together for Pastor Donovan and his wife? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Lord. 48 years ago, on the last Sunday of January, I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I was the first person in my family to become a Christian. Two years after, my brothers and my sister, my my two brothers, then another two years, my mother and my sister and the whole family came to Christ. And at age, in my early 20s, I had the privilege of water baptizing my father. What an opportunity that was. Few years after that, God called us. I called me to full-time Christian service. I met my wife, and one of the things that... Uh, was common in our as we met is the sense of call uh, to ministry and a uh, uh, number of things happened but this year is 38 years since we have been married wow. by the way I didn't say her age 38 years since we have been married and we just um, uh, praise the Lord for what he's been doing um, we're grateful, Pastor Joe, for the opportunity to be here. Grateful that you extended the invitation for you to fellowship with our sons back in Jamaica. And we praise God for the encouragement there. Fifteen years ago, we started Choose Life International. And just before Faith brings a brief greeting, we're going to show the video on the screen.
15 years ago, a spark of hope ignited in the hearts of two, Dr. Donovan and Faith Thomas. And today, Choose Life International stands as a beacon of inspiration and transformation. Celebrating 15 years of empowering lives, we've dedicated ourselves to helping people not just exist but truly live. At Choose Life International, we believe in the power of choice the choice to embrace life's journey, to overcome obstacles, and to thrive. For the past 15 years, we've been there for you, providing the support and guidance you need to break free from all limitations. Our dedicated team of mentors, counselors, and volunteers has been the driving force behind our success. Together, we have seen countless lives being transformed. We have witnessed the strength of emerges when we choose life, not just once, but every single day. Through stories of resilience, stories of triumph, and stories of change, we have learned that every life is a story worth celebrating. With Choose Life International, you are never alone on your journey. As we celebrate 15 years, we're not just looking back, but forward to the countless lives we will continue to impact. We implore you to choose life, to be a part of our mission to make the world a brighter, more vibrant place. As we look back on the years, we recognize that God has given us the opportunity to be able to touch lives. Yes, helping people live has been more than just a slogan. We can remember those days of the many people who were suicidal and have gotten help. When I met Dr. Thomas, I was, I believe, 14, around that age, and I was dealing with suicidal issues because of everything that was happening in my life at the time. But to be honest with you, I don't see CLI as therapy. I'd like to think of it as a program which helps you to live. I have seen lives change. I've seen hope restored. This is such a significant work. And I believe that what we are intending to do as we go global is going to be even more monumental. We are here for purpose. Every person, every person on the planet is here for purpose. And you may feel that you don't have any purpose, but I am here to tell you that you are born for purpose and you can live. You can choose life because there is a purpose for you to exist. And I want to encourage you to choose life. Here's the 15 years of transformation and many more to come. Praise the Lord, church. Let's try that again. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I, the Lord gave me a word for the beginning of this year. Perhaps it's for the whole year because there's so much turmoil. And this is a word, especially if you tend to be anxious and fearful. Here is what God is saying to you from Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be disheartened because of what is happening in your lives. Because I will help you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And you know the right hand of the Lord is strong. And God has promised that he will hold us up. He will not let you down. He will not let you go. Praise the Lord. We're looking forward to being involved with you. Pastor Joe and the team here. We're grateful for what we anticipate to be the partnership to help people live. We want to invite you to come to our table out there after service. There are some books there. We do have a few books that we have written. One of them is on confronting suicide, helping teens at risk. And it is a masterpiece to help people uh, who, are, who you want to help. So you can be empowered to help people. $20, and that goes towards our support here. We are in transition, and transition is not easy. And we believe that we are where God has called us to be. Our other book that is there is uh, Gear to Live, 12 Keys to Happiness. And you can come to our table. You can sign up to be our prayer partners or to be involved with us as you think the Lord um, would have you. We need somebody who is in the area of finance to join our board. And I throw that out there right now as a drop in my spirit. We're looking for somebody on our board to serve in that area. Again, God bless you and choose life. Come on, Liberty, put your hands together for Pastor Donovan. Come on, 15 years impacting souls, impacting lives. Um, counseling is such a powerful tool that we all have access to, but some people, or I guess some people don't think it's a, it's a good thing, but counseling is a good thing, right? So come on, one more time, could you please put your hands together for Pastor Donovan? And if you have any questions, please see them after church outside in the lobby. We have a testimony now by Sister Tracy. Sister Tracy, are you here? Could you please put your hands together for Sister Tracy as she comes up? She has a powerful testimony that she would like to share. word says we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. And so here's my testimony. My brother had a scare. My brother had a scare. He went to the doctor. The doctor said he may have a tumor in his lungs. Forgive me if I become emotional. I'm so thankful to God. And immediately I bargained with God. One bargain, I said, once you heal him, once he's okay, I will testify. And a few other things that I bargained with him. And so I just want to stand by that bargain and to share with you that, you know, that was a false report. And I remember when he called me and he told me, I said, you know, that is the doctor's report. But I said, God, you are in charge. And you really do have the final say. And I believe that so much in my heart that this was going to be false. And I just want to give God all the praise and the thanks for healing him. Uh, my brother has been through so much in life. And, you know, he, he is still struggling. But I'm so, I know that God is going to bring him through because you cannot go through so much and just be here. Like, I know he has purpose. And that situation has also helped me to fully rededicate my life to God. 
Um, because, you know, I've been struggling. I grew up my entire life in church. I've been involved. I was the youth pastor, everything. And so, you know, I've been struggling one foot in, one foot out. And so because of that, I have rededicated my life completely to God. And I, I just feel that, you know, obviously when it happened, I said, God, I know that, you know, you want something else out of this or a lot of other things out of it. And so much has come out of that one situation. And I want to give God praise and thanks for my entire family for always being there for us. God has been so merciful to us. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for this church. Um, I'm thankful for Pastor Joe, Pastor Mahase. For Sister Rachel, I can call her at any time. I'm very, very thankful, and I don't take for granted these people. And for every single one of you, I thank God for all of you. This church has been a rock for myself and my family. And I just want to encourage you, if you're going through something, to keep trusting in God. God really does have the final say. And even when, you know, I was praying that the report would be false, I said, you know, God, you're in charge, and you know Whatever it will be, it's going to be, but I still trust you. So I just want to give God praise and thanks um, for seeing my brother through and for just being merciful to us. And, and just stay encouraged. Um, God is going to take you through everything. He's going to bring you through it all. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Aren't you thankful that God has the final say over your life? It doesn't matter what the doctor says, but it matters what God says. There's been so many testimonies from this pulpit of what the doctor has said to people. And then after God came on the scene, it's an entirely different report. I'm very thankful that God, he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. And as long as you have breath in your lungs this morning, he is writing your story do not give up. Do not be discouraged. The best is yet to come for your life because Jesus has the final say over your life. Could you just give him some praise this morning? That Jesus has the final say over your life. Will you stand with me as we bring the man of God? Are you ready for the word of God this morning? Are you ready to receive what God has to say this morning? Are you ready to be in for God to impart into your life. The word of God is transforming. The word of God is transforming. And the word of God could change your situation. And I'm praying for that for somebody this morning. Could you please put your hands together for Pastor Joseph Prasad as he comes to bless our heart. Praise in the valley. Hallelujah. Praise on the mountain. Yes, yes. I'm praising him sure, praising him down in. I'm praising our number, praising surrounding. His praise is the water, my enemies drowning. As long as I'm breathing.
you to worship in a while. I want to pray with a few people here today. While I am calling their name, Sister Fidelis's daughter up there, raise your hands. You give the powerful testimony during our prayer time. We had prayer meeting here every night from Monday to Friday around the altar. The anointing of God was in this place. If you came here any night, you would feel the electricity of the power of God that flowed in this place. She gave the power. I want you to come on down. Just repeat that testimony or just say what you have. Just spend. I know I, I, I caught you by surprise. Come on, sis. Amen. You can do it. But I want you, I want us to pray today for Sister Patricia Washington that God will touch her right leg fully. She's in the hospital today. She went on the procedure. But Sister Patricia Washington, I pray that angels will touch you. The Spirit of God will send the healing power in that hospital bed. I pray that that right leg the blood will flow freely. I pray that healing will come in that entire place. Every tissue, every single part from the tibia to the fibula, from the knee to the joints, to, oh God, the patella, and even right down to the toes, I pray healing over her. We pray for Brother Gabe and Sister Carol in Florida who were faithful members of our church for many years, moved to Florida. Their son, who was in a major accident, him and his friend Jacob fell, and God miraculously has transformed Robert, the son of our brother Gabe and, and, and Carol, where he made a complete Turn around, miraculous turn around over a couple days. Come on. So we pray for Robert that you will continue to strengthen him. Strengthen Brother Gabe and Sister Carol. They fell from this crane. But their friend, Jacob, who fell with him, is still in critical condition. And so I pray that the healing power of God will rise to Jacob's bed. Heal him, oh God. Heal his whole body. Stabilize his, his bones. Every crushed bones. Every fracture. I pray that you'll reset it in the name of Jesus. Sister Angela, who's in our midst today, I pray for her sister Doris, who is with stage four cancer in the hospital in Guyana. I speak to cancer. And I pray in the name of Jesus that cancer has to leave that body of Doris. Sister Doris, rise and every cancer be burned out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray for Ram Narayan Maharaj with the throat cancer. I pray it will dry up. We continue to pray for Brother Bissoon that you will strengthen and stabilize his body and give him strength from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. I pray for the Terramans family, Brother Johnny and his wife, uh, and, and Sister Angela, the in-laws, Brother Terman in St. Lucia, who passed away. I pray that you'll bring comfort to that family in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for Sister Kathy, 
Back pain has to go in the name of Jesus. Sister Hazel Stapleton, who's in the hospital, and the doctors are saying, maybe you need an amputation. I come against amputation that, oh God, you will, you will save her leg in the name of Jesus. Every chronic pain that she has in her feet must go in the name of Jesus. Everybody who's listening by, 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 by television, everybody who's watching by Facebook and by YouTube and by social media, who will watch it back? I want you to put in there what the healing, what you, what you need from God. You need a healing for your body. You need a touch over your mind. You need to, you need to be resuscitated with your blood flow. Whatever it is, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will be healed in the name of Jesus. Everyone who's praying for their children, their grandchildren, everyone who's praying for situations that they cannot handle, I pray in the name of Jesus. Everyone who's here, raise your hands. Everyone who's raising their hands with a knee today, that you will supply it in the name of Jesus. You'll meet the need. Give me a little bit more in the mic. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Where's the young lady? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, sis. Amen. I'm speaking to you this morning on the subject, the alabaster box. Give us a, come, come on. Come on, let's give her a round of applause. By the way, this afternoon at 5 o'clock, the young ladies like her, uh, our next generation between, let's say, the ages of 20 right on to 35, 40 are meeting uh, the women of work and trying to connect and they're going to paint and pizza and talk. So it's a great time. If you have any, anyone around those age, they can come and join this afternoon. Go ahead, sis. Good morning, everyone. So I just told a quick testimony in Friday night service. So basically last year, at the end of last year, I felt like my life was spiraling out of control. Everything was going wrong in every aspect. And for the first time, I decided to fast for 25 days. And during that fast, I've grown so much spiritually and felt the presence of God. Everything has changed from my thinking, my perspective, the way I interact with people. And I've learned so much. I've learned how to, you know, get rid of bloodline curses. I've learned how to turn generational curses into generational blessings. Yes. I've learned to forgive and learning that forgiving is for forgiving. You're giving a gift to somebody else, whether they deserve it or not. I've learned to forgive myself. I've just done so much from the fast and I have grown closer to God spiritually. And I want to thank him for that. And also I've learned that to get rid of doubt, worry, anxiety, all of those things, because worry is worship to the devil. So what faith is to God, worry is worship to the devil. And I have gotten rid of that. I've learned that God, not my will be done, but your will be done. And I have turned all my purposes, all my plans over to him. And everything is starting to fall into place. New doors are starting to open. Everything is just coming back into what God wants me to do. Amen. Amen. Now, now she said something powerful. She's turning worry into worship. And, and this is the first time I'm hearing this. I'm even learning. Worry is what? Worship to the devil. Worship to the devil. Now, if you start thinking about that, that will blow your mind. So would you stretch your hands? She represents the next generation. I pray that only blessings will come upon you. 
And as you affirm with your testimony today, it will bless many, many thousands across this world that they will know that there is hope in Jesus. Anxiety has to go. Worry has to be defeated. And that we are taking back the next generation for Jesus Christ. Every one of our children, our grandchildren shall be saved. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare power over you. Come on and give God praise for her. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Worship God, Imran. Worship God. Hallelujah. You are Alpha and Omega. We place and it's okay to have noise the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord so can liberty erupt into a joyful noise this morning come on lift it up lift it up loud now that noise remains standing that noise needs to remanate throughout the message not only do you keep noise in the worship but keep a joyful noise in the message. Luke chapter 7 and verses 36. Luke 7 and verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired that he would eat with him. And he went unto the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner note who she was when she knew that Jesus was sat at a meal in the Pharisee's house brought an alabaster box of ointment stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and wiped them 
with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. And when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he said unto him, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who was what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she's a sinner. Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto you. Master, say, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence, the other owed 50. When they had nothing to pay, he forgave them all. Tell me now, which one will he love the most? Simon answered and says, I suppose that he who he forgave the most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. He turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou givest me no water for my feet, but she washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Thou give me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in this house had not ceased to kiss my feet. Rub my head with oil, thou did not anoint, but this woman anoint my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, for to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. Now, Father, we know that you are still the same. That as an alabaster box was broken 2,000 years ago, I pray that we will take our most precious thing and break it before you so that we could find full forgiveness full connectivity to you in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and the church say amen you may be seated do you know the song the alabaster box Cece Winan sang that amen but that's all right he can sing anything if you ask him in two minutes when we are living in uh, our own situation there comes times when we get opportunities to make shifts in our lives as a matter of fact this week was a great opportunity to shift our lives we were able to fast and pray because you have to understand that in life you do not get to do things every season of your life, but you have to grasp when opportunities come to hold it. We were just in Jamaica, and uh, I was saying we were going to slip into Jamaica and slip out. But then the opportunity has presented itself for us to reach a cross-section of the nation and they said, Pastor, are you ready to do that? Now, if I said, let us pray about it and see if next year would be it, I would miss the opportunity of making an impact for a momentous occasion and for a period where God is moving. See, God moves in different segments at different times in your life. 
And if you miss the opportunity, sometimes you have to wait a long time. I'm speaking to some people who have a lot of aspirations and dreams and visions in your life. And many times you have put it off. And many times you have says, not now. But God is sometimes reminding us that when I place you at a certain time for you to get a certain opportunity, you have to move with it. That's why sometimes when there is a moment to seize an opportunity, you have to seize it. I remember I was out somewhere and visiting some people and, uh, and, and we were there that evening and one of the folks called somebody and say, do you know that they are here in tongue and are you coming over? The person now who receives that call says, I, I'm really tired. I am going to sleep. The, the person who calls says, you can sleep as much as you want after this, but they will not be here for a long time. As a matter of fact, they may not be here for an, uh, years. And it struck me that when you lose an opportunity, you lose a blessing. That when you lose an opportunity, you lose a promotion. That when you lose an opportunity, you lose what God wants to do for that season. For you see, many times when we sing the song, it is raining. God is raining blessings. He's raining promises. He's raining healing. He's raining deliverance. But where is he raining it? He's raining it there, but you are here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it's time that we position ourselves to catch where God is flowing the rain. It's time that we shift to the place where God wants to speak to us. And I, I want to tell you, many of you, that we've got to make a shift to get to the blessing that God wants to give you in 2024. If you stay where you are, if you stay stuck and do the same thing that you've been doing, I'm afraid you will go through this year still depressed, still bitter, still worried, still wanting to know when your promise is going to come. But I believe I have a couple hundred of you who are going to say, I'm ready to stand up and I'm ready to shift. High five your neighbor and tell them, I'm ready to shift. I'm ready to shift because the opportunity comes once in every lifetime. The opportunity comes in once in every lifetime. There are people who could have better jobs. But because they are so comfortable in what they have, they say, man, maybe next time. And then you want to ask God, God, when are you going to bless me? And God reminds you, I give you an opportunity like I give Abram to get out of the Earl of the Chaldees and move to a next land. If Abram had told God, God, I'm comfortable where I am, he will never catch the blessing. God said to Abram, if you move, I'll give you the blessing. If you shift, I will bring something greater upon your life. Can I speak to you this morning? 
if you shift God's about to give you greater than you've ever had in 2023. Come on, I need some people to shout hallelujah. If you praise him better, he's about to give you better blessings. If you shout better, he's about to give you a more complete blessing. If you're ready to fast and pray, when it's time to fast and pray, he's about to give you a next blessing. It is almost like what's going to happen on Wednesday night. We don't have these Wednesday night services. So if you say, maybe the next Wednesday, when they do it, I'm going to be there. No, God says, shift to this Wednesday. You don't know what God is going to do this Wednesday. But pastor, I got to work late. Pastor, I got to cook. You can work late another day. You can cook another day. But come when the stove is hot for the blessing is falling at certain times. The scripture I read was, a very important one. As a matter of fact, all the Gospels recorded the breaking of the alabaster box. The reason why I chose Luke to exegesis that scripture is because I like how Luke describes the woman. The other one says she was a woman. She was Mary uh, Magdalene and she was this and she was that. But the scripture here says that Jesus just before it was the time for them to celebrate this big celebration in the Jewish time. There was plotting to kill him just around this time. But how many of you know that though they may plot against you, you still have to do what the father sent you to do. They may plot against you. You don't stop your life. You carry on with your life. No matter if anybody is trying to pull you down, you still have to get up, wash your face, brush your teeth. You still have to do your job. You still have to go forward. There are some people who stop everything just because something is happening. I came to tell you, you can't stop your life because of what's going on around you. Because there are mercies are new every morning. And if you just grab it, you'll be able to carry through to your next blessing. You'll be able to go to your next promise. You'll be able to go to your next dimension if you just move on. We have in our midst great counselors. And one of the things I'm sure they tell their clients is, you got to keep living. You can't die. You can't give up. You can't just say, it's enough, it's enough. Uh, years ago, uh, there was one of the, my, my friends was a psychiatrist. He says, Joe, one of the biggest things when somebody's depressed is for them to not sit down in a bed and mope and worry. It's for them, if they have a job, go to the job. They may not feel like it, but you got to go. If they, if, 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 if they have to take care of the kids, take care of the kids. I came to tell somebody, life has a lot of trouble and a lot of burdens and a lot of trials and a lot of persecutions but you dare not stop your life because of what you're going through because worry is a praise to the devil you got to stand up you have to shout in the midst of your trouble you have to stand in the midst of your fire you have to stand and when it's finished still lift your hands and praise God still shout still jump still give him praise because God is on your side Jesus did not give up his mission although they were plotting 
And the scripture says in these scriptures, they did not take him in yet because it was the holy days of the Passover. They wanted to wait. So the more you give Jesus opportunities, the more he's going to do his ministry. Can I speak to somebody? You have an opportunity. You're not dying today. You're not dying tomorrow. And the troubles that you're going through today, you have been through some other troubles. And the same God of those past troubles is the same God of today's troubles. I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Many times we talk about begging bread, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen God turn his back on the righteous. I've never seen God say, no, let her take care of herself. When we are weak, he makes us strong. When we are down, he lifts us up. When we're in darkness, he shines the light. The greater the pressure is the more the anointing. The greater the trouble is the more he will visit you. Do I have some people in here this morning who knows what it is to go through hell and high water, but you're able to stand firm, stand strong. You're able to shout in the midst of trouble, raise your hands and say, look what the Lord has done. You have been through the fire. You have been through the flood. So they're plotting to kill him. But Minister Abraham, one man, the Pharisee, says, would you come dine with me? The same people who wanted to kill him is the same people who say, come and dine with me. But God has a way. He will dine with the murderers. He will dine with the sinners. He will dine with the backbiters. Because we don't push anybody out. We tell them, come on to me. All ye that are labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. We don't put you out because of your color. We don't put you out because of your background. No, he says, everybody must come. The black must come. The white must come. The brown must come. Do you know there's some churches, if you have a certain color, they don't welcome you in the, in the house of God? That's not church. That's just playing with God. But God says, I want everybody. I want the Pharisees. I want the Sadducees. I want the chief magistrate. I want Herod. I want Augustus. Everybody, he can find a way to turn them around. I want you to, I want you to control your situation. Don't let your situation control you. And I want you to be able to tell everyone who hates you. You don't have to tell them, I know you hate me. You don't have to tell, I know, I know what you want to do with me. No, no, don't, don't do that. Don't let them know what you know. Let them, let them stay in a mystery. But let them know that you love them. And let them know that at the right moment, God is going to use love instead of hate. God is going to use kindness instead of torture. God is going to take the beautiful things that he's established to make it better. So Jesus was having dinner in the Pharisee's home. And the Bible says, as he was having it there, the location was, he was, one of them says this Pharisee was Simon.
in the other books, Matthew and Mark and John, it ref, uh, John refers to Mary uh, at Lazarus' home with this moment. Mark, Matthew and Mark refers to Simon the leper. But I want you to know whether it was a Pharisee or whether it was Simon the leper who was a Pharisee, God will dine with you. He will dine with you. I remember years ago, we were at uh, evangelist Dr. Babu in Chennai, India. And myself and Pastor Mahesh, we were called there and we went there for lunch. But he says, before lunch, I will feed the lepers. So now, me and Pastor Mahesh, we're looking for a glove. He says, you don't need any glove. The Holy Spirit and Jesus is going to protect you. He says, he's protected me all these years and I don't have leprosy. The same anointing that is on us is the same anointing that is on, going to be on you. Now that kind of that shook my faith. But I, I said, if he had the faith, we're going to do it. And we shook hands with them. Come on, somebody. Jesus dined with the leper. You can shake hands with those who are unclean. You look at some people, they're unclean. And when we shook their hands, it was as though God smiled in us. Because later on, I'm looking and checking my fingers to see if everything was okay. And my, 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 my fingers turned more beautiful than it was before. Somebody shout hallelujah. He will take the undesirable and make it a blessing. He will take the foolish things of this world and confound the wise. God is a total miracle working God. He will establish you and he will turn you around. I remember many years ago, 2017, when I got a call by God. It says, you're going to go to Guyana. And I said, I'll go. But then he says, you're not going to go preaching revivals. I could call a church up. Can I come spend two days and we'll preach? And he says, no, that's too easy. Everybody can do that. He says, he pointed me to the suicide condition of Guyana. He says, when you go back, you're not going to spend time just doing a revival like everybody. You're going to go back and make a pitch to the nation. For in 2017, Guyana was the largest, the, the highest suicide rated country in the world. The World Health Organization says that the normalized number for a country is 12 suicides for every 100,000. That's the general number that they say. So Guyana was not registering 12 suicides for every 100,000. They were registering close to 50 suicides. They were almost three to four times the allotted ratio of 100,000. So if you go back and Google Guyana back in 2015, 26, 27, Guyana was the number one. Although Guyana doesn't have a large population, it, it, was, it was by ratio by 100,000. And it convicted me. It really, if those of you who were with us in the church, you knew I was a madman that year. I was a man possessed by the Holy Spirit to do something crazy. Minister Imran saw me in action and he started saying, this guy is crazy. How is he going to do all of that? And to tell you the truth, I didn't know how I was going to do it. But the God who sent me was the God who was going to protect me. And the God who was going to protect me is the God who was going to make it happen. I want to know, long story short, 
the last event we held was close to 20,000 people and something broke in the atmosphere because suicide is a spirit. Yes, you can, you can counsel. Yes, you can help them. Yes, and it's important for them to do that. But, I, but one of the things that convicted me was if the preachers in Guyana was preaching life from the pulpit, how could we see the people dying in the streets? And I wanted to tell the church, you've got to stand up and not wait in the government and NGOs only. But we have a message. And the message is that I've come to give life and I've come to give it more abundantly. We can't preach one thing from the pulpit and another thing in the streets. The long story, making it short, is after 2017, suicide plummeted. Not number one, not number 10, but Guyana became a normalized nation after 2017. Because why? We were able to seize a moment in time in the history. I've come to tell somebody our time in the moment of history has come in our life and we're not backing down. Can you high five some people? Tell them I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. Some of you have a business to open. You're not backing down. Some of you have retirement to go to. You're not back, but you're not retiring. You're refiring. Some of you, you have children who you've been praying for and you used to, you're crying over your children. Wipe your face, stand strong and let God fight for you. Don't back down. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Some of you are going through some hard times in your life and it's making you cry. Wipe your tears. Stand firm. Dust your feet off and say, if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm ready to go and dine with the leper. I'm ready to dine with the sinner. I'm ready. Somebody raise your hands and shout, I'm ready. You raise your hands to say, I'm ready because God is going to give you a certain boldness. On the day of Pentecost, when they had 17 nations at Pentecost. The Bible says, and Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke with boldness and with authority. And he spoke as no man spoke that day. And they heard it in their own tongue. God is going to allow the Holy Spirit to propel you with boldness, with authority, and with credibility. When you're able to speak to 17 nations at one shot, you have to have credibility. You said, but poor me. I don't have education. Poor me. Nobody knows me. But don't you know that God is ready to use the nobody and turn them to somebody in these days and age? As a matter of fact, we were talking about Jamaica and about the stadium. And they said, we're not bringing no big name to fill that stadium. Before, it would be, let's get T.D. Jakes. Let's get Creflo Dollar. Let's get this and that. And they become the, the big attraction. But this is now a different way. Jesus is the attraction. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody tell somebody Jesus is the attraction. One of the first things I want to tell you is that this woman was a sinner 
But she knew that she had a welcome by only Jesus. She saw Jesus entering into the home of the Pharisee who had a fancy place. But she knew that if she was going to enter into that fancy home to see the fancy owner, they would kick her out because she was a sinner. And she was known as a sinner. But in the home was the man called Jesus who had a welcoming spirit to anybody. Can I tell you that God is about to welcome you to places that people will not take you? But because his Holy Spirit is there, you're ready to get in and you're ready to move. Somebody say open the door. Somebody shout open doors. She knew that God had an open door wherever he was. He could be in the highest king's court. There's an open door for you. He could be in the prison cell. There's an open door for you. God makes a way to open gates that are closed. The Pharisee's home that she was able to enter was closed off, gated. Only the fancy could enter. But when Jesus makes a way, you better follow. I came to tell somebody that Jesus is making a way for you to get to places that you can never get. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is anybody ready to shout? Jesus is ready to make a way where you could not go. Don't you worry about them big shots that they invite you to their dinner. Don't you worry about them fancy people driving in all fancy cars and everything else. And as a matter of fact, be careful with them preachers who boast about their riches. They're going to have to answer God for it. And many of them get rich off the backs of the people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying you, but a lot of people send money to these people. Make them rich because they say, if you bless me, you're going to get blessed. And we have to know that we're living in the 21st century. Gone are the days where you're going to get duped just because somebody comes with enticing words on a station and speaks to you and you feel good and you send your money and the next thing they do is buy a next jet they buy a next a next car they buy a next house off the backs of the people and say you will be blessed but all you can see is they get blessed but the people get blistered i've come to tell you that we didn't come for your money i'm one pastor i didn't come for your money i come to tell you about jesus christ Jesus is alive and well. I may go, I may go to the grave poor, but I'll go rich because I'm rich in the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. We didn't come to take your money. We came to tell you Jesus saves. We came to tell you there's room at the cross. We came to tell you where sin abounds, grace did much more abound. So if I have to die and they hardly could afford a tomb for me, that's all right. Because there's only one life to live will soon be passed. And it's only what's done for Christ will last. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Somebody shout, there's a new way of serving God. Not the old way. The old way is watching how people get blessed. The new way is God's going to bless you. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Are we tired of seeing who gets blessed? It's time that we get blessed. And you know what? We're already blessed. We're blessed and highly favored. You know why? Because we survived COVID. Others died. You know why? We survived. <coughs> I coughed for eight weeks. But I'm still surviving. You know why? Because you were able to wake up this morning. And the breath of life is on you. You know why? Because everybody else hear about flu. Oh, the flu is on. Flu. Somebody sneezed. You run away. But God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a strong mind. You can't live your life being in a cubicle around yourself, not worried. It's the people who become so scared are the first people who get sick. Oh, come on. Y'all don't want to hear from me. Now, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. But don't let fear overcome your care. People allow fear to take over their care. And I tell people, the minute you enter to this place, it's sanitized, ionized, purified, and sanctified. Come on, somebody, shout hallelujah. She knew she had a welcome. You know why she knew she had a welcome? Because if she was going to be defined by who she was, the woman who was a sinner, that's what it says here. Put in verse, in verse 37 of chapter 7. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner. We define people by their life. And we judge them and we keep them out of our circle because we do not want to mix with them. But Jesus has an open arm ready to take you in. And Minister Imran, this was a one-time opportunity. She didn't know if she was going to get this opportunity. So she made a run for it. But when she made a run for it, she knew that people were going to watch her as to where she was, what she was going to do, and how she is going to do it. Can I go a little deeper than that? There's some of you, your pride is holding you back from reaching the master because you're worried about who is going to say what, how they're going to watch you, what they're going to say about you. But can I tell you, enough is enough. I got to blank out who is going to say what they're going to say. I'm going to stand up because I got an opportunity to see Jesus. Somebody has an opportunity to meet the master and they're not going to hold back. You gotta meet the master. Is there anybody ready to meet the master? Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I'm ready to meet the king. I'm ready to meet the master. I'm ready to see him for myself.
pastor, they look at me and they talk about my background. Pastor, they look at me and they talk about my shouting. Pastor, they look at me and they talk about my pedigree. Pastor, they look at me and they talk about my education. Pastor, they look at me and they know we're poor and they talk about us. Can I tell you, this is 2024. Dry your tears. Lift your hands in the air. And don't you worry about what they say. You are not going to go to heaven over what they say. You're going to go to heaven based on what he says. Somebody get to get into heaven. Somebody got to get into heaven today. I need some people to touch the feet of the master and say, I've come. I've come. I came for you. Is there anybody ready to say, Jesus, I've come. It's time that we have to get back to Jesus. And he says, come just as you are. Are you weary, brokenhearted? Tell it to Jesus. Are you worried over life's troubles? Tell it to Jesus alone. In this new season, after this three weeks of fasting, our faith, Sister Linda, is strong so that we are not going to be tossed around, nor worried. Worry, I, I, I love the long lady. Worry is a praise to the devil. Can I use that? Amen. Hallelujah. I am not. Why worry when you can pray? Why worry when you can pray? Trust Jesus. He'll be your stay. Don't be a doubt in Thomas. And learning on his promise. Why worry, 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 worry. When you can pray. Come on, let's give God praise for <laughs> Number two. She did not come with empty hands. She came with all that she had. You know there's some people who are going to come to Jesus but you leave your wallet back. Lord, no, 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 no. I have a 401k, Lord. I have a Bitcoin, Lord. I have, I, I, as a matter of fact, Lord, you know, under the mattress, I got some, I got some Crips bills, and not even my husband knows about it, but I got it under the mattress. And Lord, I can't touch that. But we're coming to Jesus, you know. You have a come to Jesus, but you got to come to Jesus with everything. You got to take your jacket. You got to take your wallet. You got to take your money. You got to take your pride. You got to surrender everything to him. So when she came to Jesus, she came to Jesus with the alabaster box. Now the Bible says it was so much worth money that it was worth 300 pennies or dineros, whatever it was, and it, it was almost one year salary. She had to work for one year to put it in there. I was doing some research regarding 
the size and the ounces of that ointment and where it came from. It's one of the most rarest spices and ointments in the world that is grown in the northern part of India that only is available in rare occasions to be able to be harvested and made into the ointment. This woman, although she was a sinner, and many Bible scholars say she was a prostitute, she still had the ability to keep what it is she had made and put it in an alabaster box. She had worked or whatever her job was, but it was her last savings. But she knew that she couldn't come to Jesus only with her lips. She had to come to Jesus with everything she owns. There are people who own a lot, but they won't give it up. Some of you own land. And people fighting over the land. Not you. Y'all don't fight over nothing. God says, even the land I'm going to give before God. Do you know how many children fight over, over when they will, when, when, when their mom and dad gone? And they leave it. I, I was looking at a funny one the other day. <laughs> this guy, he, they had a will being given. And the will, he says to my wife, you nag me all my life. I leave the dog and I leave, I leave, I leave the one bedroom apartment. But, don't, I'm not condoning, but to my sweet woman, the side woman who took care of me, I leave everything. I'm not condoning that to happen. What I'm saying is, is that you need to come to Jesus with everything you have. The Bible says, as she entered in to that home, she realized something, well, well, my voice is now speaking up a little bit, whatever you guys did. She went in, and there she found Jesus sitting at the dining table. It's as though he says, come and dine. The master call it, come and dine. It was a symbolic reference to what he wants to do at the table. He wants everybody at the table. He wants the Pharisees. He wants the sinners. And at the table, he had his disciples. Judas Iscariot was at the table too. The same one who was going to betray him was all at the table. When you have a solid anointing from God, you can sit at the table with every man, Jack. Come on, you need a clap for that. So the next time you have an opportunity to bring people to your table, that family member who you don't talk to, send a special invitation to them. Come and dine. Because when God changes your life, he will allow you to do things that the ordinary people can't do. He'll allow you to take everyone in. She did not come empty. She came with her hands with the alabaster box. And the Bible says in her hands as she was walking towards Jesus, they were watching her. 
When God wants to touch you and you're walking towards him, don't worry about who's watching you. Just give it all to Jesus. If you put your eyes to the left and put your eyes to the right, your hearts will sink. Keep your eyes on the prize. He's sitting at the table ready for you. This year, as we're about to enter into the second month of this year, God is going to put blinders on your eyes. You know what blinders are? You're not going to see the left. You're not going to see the right. But you're going to look onto the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help is going to come from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Look look at what God is about to do. He's about to say, come and dine. The master call it, come and dine. I'm ready for you. Though millions may come, yet there's still room at the cross. There's room at the cross for you. The Bible says, finally, she not only went because he welcomed her. She not only went alone, but she brought the ointment with her. But the Bible says she didn't bring the ointment just for an ornament. She meant to let, the, to let Jesus know, though it was all that I have, I'll give it all to you. All that I own, I'll give it all to you. She probably had no apartment. She probably had no place to stay. But she had the alabaster box. And in the alabaster box was the precious ointment. That she was ready to let go and let God have his way. If you come to Jesus, you must come bringing everything. But ready to leave everything at the cross of Jesus Christ. Come, you need to give God praise right there. You know, in America, people come here for a better life. And if you watch the statistics, there are people who come here and forget their God. There are people who used to preach where they're from. When they come here, they don't even open their Bible anymore. There are people who had ministry where they're from, but because some Pharisee would do something to them, hurt them. Do you know there's a lot of church hurt? Do you know there's a lot of people even in the church would hurt you? And so some people say, if the church like that, I don't want anything to do with God. Well, you cannot blame God for what people do. You got to get up and forget about what hurt you've had and dust off the pieces and say, I'm ready to go again. Somebody shout, I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to go again. That's why I tell people, even our leaders, as all these new people are coming and all the people who are here before, don't you go judging people and hurt them. This is not the place to hurt people. This is a hospital for us to cure people. Be careful how we talk to people. Don't, don't, don't try to bring them down. Try to lift them up. Don't try to push them in the corner. Try to be a friend that is a brother to them. Try to give of yourself and deny yourself and take up your own cross and follow Jesus. Pastor, you know, this is me. I, I own this here. And I've been doing this. You don't own nothing. I, as a pastor, 
I don't own nothing. This building is not mine. These seats are not mine. They belong to the kingdom of God. The car that I have is not mine. The clothes that I have is not mine. The money that I have is not mine. The little money I have, it all belongs to him. She comes to him and she doesn't worry about who's watching. By this time, the owner of the house is trying to call the servant to pull her away. But Jesus will have none of it. He beckons to her and he watches her in her eyes. And he says, come on to me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. And she sees him from afar. She runs to him and she falls down at his face. The Bible says, Pastor Mahes, she starts to cry. When you find Jesus, every ego has to go. When you find Jesus, every sophistication has to go. When you find Jesus, your pedigree has to go. Who are you? Well, I am, you don't know. You know, another thing that is really when we were growing up, we could call everybody brother so so so. You can't call people brother so 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 no more. Sister so so so. No, I am I am apostle, doctor, bishop, archbishop. You dare not call me that. And I wonder where have we lost our way? And that's why I tell people wherever I go, you can call me brother Joe. You can call me pastor, whatever you want. No, you're a bishop. The things you do around this world, you're a bishop. I said, call me what you want. But I'm just a humble servant. It's only the grace of God that has me here. And so now she's, she's, she's running to him. She puts the alabaster box and she starts to cry. She starts to cry, the Bible says, because... She met somebody who can change her life. Everybody she had ever met used her, abused her, confused her, and ridiculed her. Everybody she met mashed her down, pushed her to the back, told her, you do not deserve anything. Told her, you will not amount to anything in this life. Do you know there's some of you listening to me, you heard those words. And it hurts. And it cuts you up. Because you do not deserve to hear those words. But I came to tell you this morning to lift your head up high. And don't you let those words cut you up again. Let Jesus soothe those wounds and carry your burdens and dry your tears so you can stand in the holy place and say, I once was that, but now I am born again into the family of God. And there's a new name written in glory. I'm speaking to some people this morning who are living on the judgment your parents may have told you you never amount to anything. Some uncle may have cursed you and said, who are you? 
Somebody may have told you, look at you, you ugly duckling. Are you going to amount to anybody? Nobody will marry you. It may sound funny, but people talk that way. And you may laugh in the front, but you go to your room and you cry. I came to tell you, dry your tears. Jesus is here, ready to take your tears. And every single word spoken against you must be sent back to the pits of hell. Let me stick a pin right there. You know, I'm a little different preacher. This thing about, and you heard me, fire them, kill them, Lord. Kill them, kill them. That's not biblical. I don't care which big bishop preaches that or says that. It is not biblical. You don't pray for people to die. Unfortunately, cultures have played a big role in what is happening in Christianity. The African culture has been exported to the, to the Caribbean culture. The American culture exported to the Caribbean and the African culture. And before you know it, they use the scripture and it becomes now a culture. And somebody hears that prayer and then you pick up the prayer. We cannot do that if we say we love Jesus. Come, y'all need that. Y'all need. I don't know if you you, you admit it. But I was telling a pastor that the other day. He looked at me. Wow. And he's, he's trying to learn now. And I said, yes. We have to be careful. So now, her prayer was not, kill everybody who brought me down. Her prayer was, love my enemies. Do good to them that hate me. Those that persecute me and despise me and say all manner of evil against me falsely, forgive them. Come, y'all need y'all a little quiet. She broke protocol. She reached Jesus. And as she was reaching Jesus, others were trying to pull her away. But she was determined, like the woman with the issue of blood, if I but just touch the hem of his garments, I shall be made whole. If I but just find Jesus, I didn't go in there for Simon. I didn't go in there for the Pharisee. I didn't go in there to see who his disciple loves me. I came to see Jesus. She entering into that home was like you entering into church. She entering into home was like... Entering into church. You know the church? They got the biggest hypocrites? Not here. And the hypocrites will be like, well, look at she. Prancing and dancing and handing and handing. And before they start to talk about their own sins, they're talking about everybody else. Listen, in these seats, we'll have a lot of sinners. But we want, by the time we're finished... It'll be sinners saved by grace. Come, you all need to clap for that. Sinners saved by grace. We need some people who are going to come here like a hospital. They're breathing, they're bruised, 
But God is going to resuscitate. God is going to put inoculations. And he is going to put therapy. And he is going to bring you back. And so every one of you, hundreds of you, are going to be smiling and shouting hallelujah. Come on, raise your hands and shout hallelujah. Come on, raise your hands and shout hallelujah. So finally, she takes the alabaster box and she's crying. She's crying. She takes the alabaster box. And she breaks it open. That's number one. <gasps> you ever did anything surprising? And somebody said, Ooh. Well, you're about to do some surprising things. And people are going to shout, Ooh. But keep on keeping on. Because there is a reason why you're doing it. There could have been a thousand reasons why she should not break that box. But she broke the box. As a matter of fact, Minister Imran, the box was sealed. The alabaster box was sealed so that she will not use it every day. Only used at a right special occasion. But she knew that was the occasion for her to use it. Not tomorrow, not next year, but now. Bring it all to Jesus. I believe there's some people who you're ready to make that move. Break that box. Tell your neighbor you're about to break your box. Break your box. Break your wallet. Break your 501. What does he got 501? 401. <laughs> break your CD. Somebody shall break it. Somebody shall break it. Because if until you break it, your spirit will not be broken before God. He says, Come on to me with a broken heart, a contrite spirit. We need more of that in God's house. Where are the people crying at the altar? Where are the people who can come before God and say, Lord, I'm tired of making fun and holding on one foot here and one foot here. We you're ready to serve God this week, but next week, man, I don't know. Can you go all the way with Jesus? If you are going to hold back disaster this year, you better go all the way with Jesus. Is anybody ready to go all the way with Jesus? The Bible says the container she carried it, the most precious thing in her life. She broke it. And as she broke it, and as she was crying, she took her hair and wiping the feet of Jesus. She took the oil and anointed his head with the oil. And everybody turns and says, why are you allowing a woman to do this? He said, excuse me. When I entered into this home, you didn't offer me no water to drink. You didn't wash my feet of the dust from my sandals. I just sat here 
But this woman, she took her tears and she wiped my feet. She took her tears and she washed my feet and she took her box and she poured it over my head. Is anybody ready this morning to pour it all out to Jesus as we're ending this fast? We don't want to be the same. We want to pour it all to Jesus. Are you ready to do that? Stand to your feet. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, who will say, Pastor, will you pray for me? I want to go to the table and I want to break everything I have and give it to the master so that I can have the best year of my life. If that's you, keep your head, bow your eyes closed, raise your hands. Say, Pastor, that's me. I see hands across this place. I see hands in the balcony. I see hands across this place. Everyone. You put your hands down. Another set of hands for those of you who've had a tough year. The way it's going, it may still be tough this year. But you want to break out? You want to break out? And you want to do something that's unusual like the woman with the alabaster box. Bow your head, close your eyes and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to break out this morning. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. All across this place, raise your hands. Sing a song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addition starts to break Clearing there is hope and there is freedom as we Just meet me at this altar. Just come. Over fear and all anxiety. Even from the balcony, just come. To every soul in hell.
Jesus in the street. Jesus in the dark. Your name 
to be old I'm not leaving here like I came in into this new territory. You broke through the door and went to the table. You brought your alabaster box. February 1 will be one year since you're in a new place. I pray that as you break your box before him, that God, you will fill them with opportunities, fill them with open doors, before the year is over, let them buy a place and let it be completed. Let it happen, oh God. And let them be a blessing to thousands in New York. Go forth. Raise your head up high. Let God touch you. I want to run 
the presence of God is in this place. Somebody who's watching us online by television, the presence of God is overflowing you. It will overrun you. You will never be the same. I declare it over you right now. Some woman who's crying watching this, I declare that God's about to establish your feet. Turn you around. Some young man who's going to be watching this broadcast, I declare that your life is not over. I declare that God is ready to bring you back and give you a new calling. Somebody who's here, can I declare that God's ready to reinvigorate you? Lift your hands and say, I believe are going to pray but I want him to come specially to pray we're going to bind wounds we're going to defeat the enemy we're going to there's going to be deliverance in this place what God started today he will finish it on Wednesday don't go halfway with what you want God's going to do a miracle how many of you are going to make a great attempt to be here Wednesday night let me hear you shout hallelujah hold on hold on hold on hold on let me try again you're going to make a great attempt pastor the train does be late till 7.30. Come 7.30. Come 8 o'clock. Pastor, 
They, gone, they won't give me overtime. And Wednesday night, I just make three times the amount. Drop it like a hot potato. You know why? What God is going to do for you is going to be more than three times what money can. Money is only going to hold you back. The blessings of God is going to. So let's try it one more time. How many of you are going to try and attempt to be here Wednesday night? Shout hallelujah. All right, that sounds like a good hundred of you and whatever. That's wonderful. Amen. We, we want you to give to God. There are three ways of giving. Three ways of giving. If you place your name, like telephone number, your email or whatever, and you sent it to us saying you need that, around Thursday, Friday, we'll start to send out emails. Uh, or if we have to give it to you, we hope to finish it by this weekend to get it uh, before the weekend is over to get you your giving for 2023. And um, if, you have not, if you have not signed up for Connect Group, see them outside, say, I like to get into the Connect Group. What does that do? A message like today, you're going to go study it. Not study it, don't study long. But you're going to be on a call to just give. Even if you want to go on for one or two times and don't say a word, they allow you to do that. You just keep quiet, just listen. But if you want to say something, they'll give you a few minutes. Say, well, the alabaster box means so to me. Or uh, what pastor says, that came home to me and this is how it, it, it helped me in my life. So the word of God continues to live in your life. You know, we pray a lot of prayers. God, let the word be in me. Let the word. So now we are making an opportunity for you to have the word in your life. So there are three ways of giving to God. Uh, and that is by go to our website, libertychurchny.org. Or Cash App, go to Cash App, Liberty CH. How many of you use Cash App? Shout hallelujah. No, no, I mean not to the church. How many of you ever use Cash App? Shout hallelujah. All right. Don't shout hallelujah for this one. How many of you sent something by Cash App, but you never sent something to the church? No, no, don't say anything. What I'm saying is that if you have Cash App, use it to do something for God. All right? So you have that. And then today, you can have... By check or by cash, we'll take it. Eventually, we'll, we'll take crypto too. We'll take Bitcoin. We'll yeah. take everything. Amen. Amen. Let's give to God. Amen. Raise your offering to God. In the name of Jesus, every offering that's raised, I pray that you'll bless it. Let it go forth for your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's sing a song, give to God. Me, My dad is going to come up. I will not so far. Amen. Let dad I come up. I will not beg for bread. Is Jehovah Jireh? I will not beg for bread. If I'm my daddy, oh, he is my daddy, oh, he's only daddy, oh, he's my daddy, oh, Jehovah Jireh, oh. They have asked you to come meet us. Uh, be here. Is it here? Where is it? Come to the front on my left where Sister Marva is on this side. Come there. They're going to give you instructions where we're all going to meet. So all of you, I, I am so excited to meet all of you who are new. 
we haven't met you. You'll come here as soon as the service is over. Not yet. My dad will say a few words and close us off. Praise the Lord for the Alabaska box. Amen. We all, are, we all, are what we call is a box, but we need to be broken. And when we are broken, amen, sweet savor, smelling, amen. I, I remember I used to wear cologne. I, I attract my wife with, a, with sweet smelling cologne, amen, and a white shirt, amen, hallelujah. And uh, you can attract somebody by your smell, amen. Yes, good smell, amen. And they can embrace you. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for the message this morning, dear Lord. I pray, Lord, that we will give our all. Because why? That woman give her all. Oh, God, that she save up. And she able to have that alabaster bus with a sweet-smelling savor. So we will give our all to Jesus. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. God bless you and you're dismissed. Have a nice day until I see you on Wednesday night. Thank you.